Yo. Yo, yo. You hear me? Yep, yep. Cool. Welcome, everybody, to a special uh, Chaos Therapy podcast. Uh, because it's special, I had to bring my homeboy, my ace, Boone Coon. Uh, we got to stop saying that about one another. I just realized that. <laughs> like, like, my, like my figure nigger, like what? Like, yo, we should stop. Like my hit a boo, jigaboo, like yo, what are you now? You're just making up shit. Uh Mikey, thank you for joining me on this one. Ain't no thing with a chicken wing on a string. So, so like bait? That feels like something you're trying to catch like an animal with. Something like that. You can definitely catch a nigga with it. <laughs> True. Uh so everybody, it's a special podcast episode because I this Friday January 26th, I'm dropping my second EP, my second project. It is called Wolves of World War Three, and it is, uh, <clears throat> how would I describe it? It's going to be off-putting. Now, are, are, you, are you sure you want to leave with that uh, superlative or accurate? You don't like that. It is, it is, from the heart, it's poignant. It's of the time, but it is, it's, if you are not used to a punk rock approach to rap music or to political rap music, it's, it's going to make you go, oh, okay, this is different. Yeah, like off-putting, like, like a bad vaginal smell is off-putting. You know I mean? <laughs> it's definitely not going to be that. I hope it's not that. Like your your music reminds me of rancid pussy. Yeah, like that. I don't I don't I don't want to, I don't want you to go out like that. Gotcha. Um irreverent. How about that? Yeah, you know what would be on that. Very, uh, a little bit cleaner. But very descriptive. All yeah. It is, dude. It is something that is Mike and I have talked off obviously we're besties that no, uh, we talk about stuff off the pot, and of the four <coughs> college friends, the group of four of us that knew each other in college, I was always the most politically astute, and so well, I, this. Go ahead. For now, yeah. At the time, yeah. I, I might have been because that's actually what I went down there for. I don't know. I was big on political science and all that shit. Um, I think uh, I was a little bit naive. I went into it bright eyed, bushy tail, um, not understanding the depths of corruption. I think my moral compass just won't allow me to uh, study too much corruption because I can get consumed with the shit. Yeah. Very passionate guy. You know what I mean? So, certain stuff. Will always trigger me. Like I mean, but you, you at least, uh, I give you that that you, you, not just like American politics, but just like global politics in this in itself. Uh, you were able to stick with that, you know what I mean, and, and run with that. I wasn't. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I just didn't have it in me, man. Like once I started to find out the truth behind certain things and the history behind a lot of stuff, I kind of let it go. And uh, it's the politics is a funny thing, man. Funny thing, because as as united as it can be, it's probably one of the most divisive uh, 
forces that we deal with. So if you want to divide somebody, like I'm talking about like folks that have been kicking it since the sandbox, you want yeah. to divide them. You start to talk about politics. You start to figure out that you think you know a guy, right? But nope. Right. You know what I mean? So, uh, interesting. And this little EP came from just want to make some dope art, but uh, and trying to do like a remix <laughs> of a Blur song, uh, song two, and then in the midst of creating the song, I kind of lean into like, like the pen told me to make it political. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, I always listen to the pen. Like, I'm never one to try to force myself to create about a certain topic if I'm not feeling it, if the music's not telling me to write that. Yeah, it makes sense. So it's like, I, I kind of went where the pen told me to and um, started out just going to make a nice little single, one song, get it out, kind of keep my buzz going, whatever buzz I have. And then it turned into a three-song project to where I'm talking about the current conflict in the in Palestine and uh, versus Israel. Um, the song Six Suns, Five Moons is just a quick, I guess, 32 bar about the Six Day War, and then Wolves of World War Three, uh, which will be out on Austrian platforms Friday. That is current talking about the current situation, and. The last song, which I think will probably be the most, that's what I'm calling it off-putting or like shocking, is we built temples to madness. And that just kind of talks about what's going to happen after all these wars and shit. Because we're, the world's seeing many conflicts. Everybody's seen me fighting somebody. Mike, you hear me? Mike, is that you? Mikey. Okay. Now can you hear me? Yeah, you sound mad far. Now you sound closer. So where are you going? Can you hear me now? Yeah. All right. Did you? Never mind. I see what happened. I think. Gotcha. Because my audio cut out on this for whatever reason. I think it's because you plugged up those headphones. No, 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 don't worry about it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I think 
There's not a lot of. Hold on, just hold on. But yeah, I think like I don't know if there's like I'm. Who's it was that? Did you? Who told you to bring it up here? Oh, you still hear me? Yeah, can you still hear me? Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it's like, uh, I, I think, yeah. Is it, is it echoing or It's echoing a little bit. Yeah, it's echoing. Yes, yeah. like I think when people make political songs, they're trying to get. I don't know. Like I, I don't. I guess I can't speak for other people. Like for me, it's just like, yo, this is something that's going on. I have an opinion, and I kind of want to tell a story from a different angle. And kind of like so, in like Wolves of World War Three. I'm telling this, like, both, like, there's two verses. And so the first verse, I'm rapping as if I'm a Hamas fighter, or at least just a regular Palestinian civilian. And on the second verse, I did this dope shit audio, like, audio-wise, to where it's panning left to right, and then I have, like, I'm speaking as a Israeli officer, like a private, and then like an Israeli officer as like a, 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 a like a sergeant or like a captain. So like the higher pitch is like the more gung ho, young Israeli officer that's trying to just exert their power, and like the sec and like the deeper voice is like the person who's in charge. No, no. So what's like your approach as far as when you? you know, display or speak upon, like, you know, political dilemmas or the, the current political climate or situation um, in certain instances? I think it's just to give a more contextualized and nuanced thought. I mean, as much as you can within, like, 16 bars, you know what I mean? Okay. But it's, I, I want people to kind of close their eyes and put themselves in the dilemma. Like, I want you to really feel <clears throat> like you're there. Makes sense. Like, and with the last song, We Built Temples of Madness, it's just absolute chaos in the background. Like, it's the most chaos, it's the most chaotic thing I've done. Now, is your aim to, uh, is it more to invoke thought? Like, it, you know, when they hear it, it makes them, uh, like, delve deeper thought-wise into the subject, or is your private? Do you, do you really just want to give them an overall feel of, uh, you know, is it more like an emotion-based type thing? I think it's a little bit of both, if I'm being 100% honest. Like, I want them to feel the emotion coming from it. And then the look like, yo, is this really going on? Like, yo, let me look into this and see what 
figure it's learn more about it. It's kind of like an introduction, like a sample. Like this isn't everything, but if you're interested in learning more, this is a great way to start. Um, do you try to look at it, or can you do you go about it sometimes from a, like a I don't want to say like a teaching standpoint? What about somebody like what would you say, or what about the uh, the listener that's like just like wrong or uh, not as politically savvy or um, a student? As the next person, like, <coughs> uh, a rookie or a baby, like, what is the game? So, what do you feel like is the best as far as getting them to understand you know, the political aspect of what you do when you, uh, what, what, the political aspect of the I think, in a way, one of the, just kind of give some cut, like, facts are like one of my favorite movies is City of God. Mm-hmm. And City of God is a very political movie without being political. Like, there's a lot of emotion tied into it. Like, when you see little Zay shoot a fucking kid, you're like, holy shit, that's a, this nigga shot a goddamn kid. Or, like, you see him 10 years old walking (coughs) through the hotels, like, and he murders these people. Like, this nigga's a psychopath. So it's like the shock value of what I'm talking about. And I'm, I try not to be too metaphorical. Mm-hmm. Like, the one thing is, like, so, like something, something like 47s with the monkey food, like AK-47s and banana clips. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like, wordplay-wise, I think I like, because it kind of just came to me, but, like, you're trying to understand, and, like, this is what we have. This is all we have to fight. And I don't, and I I, I want to teach people, but you gotta put people right there. You have to make them feel like, yo, I'm really in, you know, Palestine. Like I'm really in on the West Bank. I'm really in, you know, Jerusalem. Right. Like, seeing this. Yeah. What, do you feel like there's another um, as far as? You feel like hip hop is losing its way as far as being sort of informed people of what's really happening around them. Uh, if they, you know, even knowing that more than likely not aware. I think for me, I wasn't trying to make a purely rap project or a hip hop project, but it's just the only way I know that to express myself musically is through rapping. So it's like, I like for what it would do for greater hip hop. I don't, I don't, I'm not a big enough artist. But I think on a local level, I think if my friends who are artists who hear it, they're like, "Yo, I can actually be political too." But like informed political, because I'm not trying to do this to be clout chasing. But it's just like, yo, this is something that I'm kind of passionate about. And I think it's a microcosm. It's definitely an anti-imperialism EP. Okay. Because you 
you still have like what's going on in Ukraine, you still have what's going on and like as a society and like how we're being fed these messages, whether force fed or not in these narratives, everything's content, everything's about spinning a narrative and I think the truth kind of gets lost in that. So I feel like if I can give a glimpse by rapping as a character and that character being someone who is going through this right now, it'll kind of add more of a, a, a better perspective and understanding what's going on. Yeah, I want to ask you like, as far as um, what I was going to say is, as far as hip hop, uh, what would you say? Hip hop pretty much not. Um, and, and you know, relaying enough message. It, it, it's like, oh, content in general. Um, do you think that I personally feel like there's an overload of content? Like, there's too much content to absorb. And yeah. it's leading a lot of people down, uh, or catching this or something, rabbit hole. But it, it, in essence, it's leading too many people down to me, let's say, rabbit hole. Um, but how do you feel about this own flux of like content? Everyone happens to give some sort of content for everyone to absorb. I think it's good as long as you're not trying to catch clout off of the misery that other people are going to. I mean, but indirectly, that's what it turns into. One, one, one way. Or another, someone's going to get highlighted as uh, like the, the victim or the uh, the subject matter of yeah. whatever that it is. Um, so what somebody's just going to get the figure the figure point out, and I think that's like, like but then again, this is where we're losing um, because if you have to put, if you can't put out something without either shaming or lessening another group. Like how yeah. qual- how, how can you say those quality content? Because someone's losing. I think for me, I try to stay in my wheelhouse of things that I, I rap about that I care about. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just, you know, rapping because or I'm not touching this subject to say that hey I made a political song like nah like it's like yo this shit is really going on and I, I want to talk about it now whether anyone wants to listen I think that's cool but I think me wanting to talk about it and in a way that I don't know if anyone's going to want to listen but I'm cool with that I think for me makes it more authentic because it's like I'm not trying to use a bunch of buzzwords okay like I don't mention I don't think I mentioned Palestine or Israel in like in the, like by name. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I say like actual Benjamin Netanyahu or Yasser Arafat or Hamas or anybody like I don't I don't you know I don't try to game the situation by just dropping a bunch of names. So I think and I kind of just on purpose is like I don't I don't even know if that was on purpose. I just didn't. 
Like, I just never felt that it was something to say because you kind of know what I'm talking about if you know. Do you see? Can you ever see, like, rap in general getting back to where uh, it originated from? Like, getting back into its essence. There's no if problem you, with, I, and, with being boisterous and black people. Um, but it's not fun anymore. I think if they can, if it can be monetized, it will be. Because I think the industry is the industry, and like, no one knows what they like until they like it. Mm-hmm. And I think when I you make music, kind of think like maybe like I like this. Like, motherfuckers have been making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and cutting the crust off for as long as peanut butter and jelly sandwiches have been around. You know what I mean? Like somebody mm-hmm. thought, well, why don't we just make uncrustables? And even though it's like, why the fuck am I paying for someone to make me a cold hot pocket of peanut butter and jelly? It is not the peanut butter that I chose, and it's by, and it's made by Smuckers. Smuckers don't make peanut butter. Smuckers makes jelly. Yeah, you know I mean, and it's in the uh like refrigerated section. So like people will pay more for something, for an idea that they like, even though for an idea that's intriguing. And something that they like, even if it's not something that they sought. If that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. It sounds kind of crazy. I think I think it's up to the consumer. I really think that if the consumer got back into his own normal where they really yearn or desire a certain type of um, a certain type of hip hop, a certain type of music, um, then it could be fun again. But I really think it's just all indicative of um, what influence that everyone is absorbing at the moment. It's crazy because that's, that feeds into a lot of different factors. I think it's very easy and very fun to rap about big screen TVs, spinning rims, blunt sporties, and bitches. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think if you're going to rap about homosexuals and Vicodin or real world issues, the beat's got to be fucking catchy. And I think that's the one thing that, like, two out of the three songs on the EP, I think the beats are amazing. So I think it'll catch people's ear a certain way. And so it has that replay value to where you'll want to listen to the song again, not just because, like, the lyrics are kind of pointed, but, like, you like the music. But I also think a lot of the falls in ours. Yeah. There's no more artists these days like the okay, so for for instance, um when M came out and set the world on fire with how he was rapping, he had yeah. like a this this mystique to him. Like this you wanted to like it's like where did you get this white boy? And and how is he rapping like this? You know what I mean? So even if the content was all putting you, he still had this allure that you wanted to hear what he said. 
Like, anytime you heard him jump on the airway, whether it was uh, spanking new music on MTV or, you know, like a hot 97's, uh, you know, world premiere. Mm-hmm. You stopped what you were doing because you just knew he was going to say something. You're like, man, that was wild. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never heard someone say that or say that look at that, man. And I think it's really more so up to the artist. Yeah. You know, because I'm telling you wrong. All of them, these was like world leaders. You wasn't here. Oh, God. Was cool when that just like, yeah, so sound wise, it's gonna sound dope as fuck, right? You know, whether the beat was something super catchy or something, sound wise, everything was in this, so it was easy to give him a listen, yeah. For me, and this, I think for me, it's like, and also shouts to Derek Christopher and shouts to Jack Burton. Um, the two guys I've been working with, uh, I've been working with Jack from the start. Uh, like I'm always going to find a way to put Jack in a project, get him some money, even if it's fractions of a fucking penny. Oh, so much to him and mad respect to him and Derek for just giving me, encouraging me that space to like, all right, if you're going to go this, go full board. Like I think Jack demands and he's earned the right to demand this. He demands excellence in artistry and delivery. Like, if you're going to do this, do this intentional. But you need to fucking impress me because he's hard to impress. And with Derek, he's he pushes you and, like, pushes me and says things like to get me to say things a certain way or to really make sure what I'm writing about is coming off in a way that isn't just palatable, not palatable, like, he's understood, but, like, authentic. Mm-hmm. And so, big shouts to them, and so, like I said, like, the music is always, go- to me, is always going to sound a certain way, and him and, and Derek and I hear music a certain way, as far as composing songs, and I think, with hip-hop, and you talk about, like, Eminem's, like, Eminem's made a lot of political records. Like, White oh, America so. was a political record. Uh, oh. Uh, not even that, Mosh. People want to talk shit about Encore. Cool. Mosh was a phenomenal record. He made an anti-Bush song in 2004, right ahead of the fucking elections. When no one else was making, no one, like, not to, like, you have your conscious rappers, cool, but no one that's ever had a Billboard, you know, top album back to back was going to make Mosh. Common could make it, but Jay-Z wasn't making Mosh. You know, what I mean, that's in the middle of the crunk era. Lil Jon's not making Mosh. 50's not making Mosh. Not ja Rule, not Jada Kiss. Like Jada Kiss made Why, but that's a, that's a hood song. Mm-hmm. That's that's a song for the get. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but like Mosh was for the fucking America. Like that beat was just fucking thumping, <coughs> and the video was fucking amazing, dude. Like that was. That's art. Like that is in the vein of like EPM, like of, of of a public enemy. In the vein of like a KRS One, like, and I think when I wanted to make a political song, I wanted to make something sound like, "Yo, oh, this guy's actually talking about an actual issue," and 
wants to connect it to as many people as possible. And I hope I did that. You know what I mean? But that's the only thing you do is just fucking hope. Can you? Like, is it? I mean, where is it? Because the like, only reason I have it mm-hmm. is, is because you, you, you peel back the lyrics of it all. Um, like, that's one of the ultimate forms of, like, control in a sense. Mm-hmm. You control so much of what comes about in your job. And, you know, as an artist, you, you have the opportunity to, I guess, just like, I don't want to sound cliche, but you have this opportunity to build like this crazy, uh, like, concoction. But like you, you could either build you a, a, a an autobot or a second guy. Yeah. And it's strictly up to you. Or you can merge it to you. you know, go for what you know, whatever, whatever is your cup of tea at the moment. Um but there's so much that you have like this kung fu grip on. And you can shift it there through just like that. Like the the ambition in in the world of hip hop. Is way, in my humble opinion, like I, I don't think it's as ambitious as it used to be, um, and that that kind of sucks because the, just the nature of me in general, as a as an avid and for uh, just a diehard athlete, like hip hop is everything. Man. You know, hip hop like rapping, basketball, like super synonymous. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So it, it just sucks to see it. I'm not gonna lie. Encourage that hip hop is not something I encourage. Um, the only thing that encourages me is that I know that trends in history repeat themselves. So yeah. eventually we'll get back into that era of where rap was like really, really fun. Like you didn't like, like super fun. Like you couldn't wait. When someone said they were dropping this and that, or even when they dropped it out of nowhere, you stopped everything you were doing and said, oh man, what's going on? And it's like no one really. Like, I think I was talking to you about this the other day. Like, I don't get mad if people say that DMX was the better rapper than Jay-Z. Even mm-hmm. if I don't agree with it, which I don't. I understand why people say that. Like, I mean, my buddy busted out two platinum albums in one year. Six months apart from each other. Yeah. Unheard. Like, like crazy. crazy. Like, like, it was just like... Like Kendrick dropping Kid um and, and Section A in six months. Crazy. Dude, he's yeah. world fire. Um but it's like stuff that like where is that? What artist is doing that now? What Drake? I mean because but then again, as much as I love Drake, he's not doing hip hop any justice. If anything, as much as I love Drake, he hurts hip hop. And I hate to do it when to break it out like that. But when you peel back the layers, he really is hurting hip hop. Because when he first came out, it was predominantly all about rapping. It was hip hop. Like comeback season was crazy. Yeah. Even though he had his tracks here and there on Thank Me Later that you can be like, eh. 
it was a dope track. You know, what's it, the ride? Um, mm-hmm. You know, songs like that. Cool, but that's not rap. That's not hip hop. Um, but he, he's been allowed to influence and shift around so much that no one knows the difference. No one, you know what I mean? And now everybody is coming out chasing that Drake trail or that Drake path. Oh, he was able to do such and such this way. I know I can do it. But no, like, it's just him. Because I, as much as you listen to the only ones that are really hanging on to the essence of hip hop, and I hate to sound like a broken record so much, is Kendrick and Cole. As far as the new rappers go. Now, it's refreshing to hear. And we can't even really I, consider them new rappers because they've been around for almost 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't call them more than four. But they're the only ones of this generation of rap cats that are actually doing hip hop any justice. Um anytime Cole comes in, he's just gonna slaughter you with some crazy bars and and vote he makes you really sit back and consider what type of person you are at that moment. Am I somebody who's caught up in what everyone thinks of me, or am I living my individual, am I being my, my true authentic self? Whereas Kendrick, on all hands, is going to keep you aware and keep you and, and force you to be grounded. He's going to force you to um, be honest with yourself and explore who you really are. And, and and give credit and shine light on what's important at the moment. Ain't nothing wrong I think what it comes from is who your influences were. So if your influences were more open and honest and vulnerable rappers like an Eminem, you know what I mean? Like like a Tupac, you're going to you're you're going to lean that way because that's the music you like to listen to. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like you can and it, there's a lot of things that it happens. So it's like, bro, if you think about it, like if you didn't grow up politically aware, then you're more than likely not going to make music that is political because. And it's no knock at future, but like future's not talking about, you know, buying back the block. He's not talking about like like um doing things to like help the community and stuff like that. He's rapping about the things he enjoys. Or yeah. wants people to think he enjoys. And I think oh, with hip hop, I think like Yeah. So it's like I can't really not knock him, but just like <laughs> I understand where the people who rap about what they rap about. I'm not expecting political rap from Kodak Black. That's not who his influences were. If you ask him who his favorite rapper was growing up, you're going to say Gucci. Like, Gucci didn't rap about politics. Like, Gucci's not like, Gucci can never make a recession. But, and as like touching, I don't think to the level, I don't think to a level that a Kendrick would or that, um, 
like a, a, a you know, a two verse. Him, uh, I want to say black, and yeah. I want to say pink on far. That was a very politically motivated track. It was dope too, super dope. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kodak actually surprised me with how he came across or what he was saying because it was deeper than what people thought when you peel back away. Um, but it just shows you that. Even those rappers are, are highly capable of doing it. But what's holding you back? Especially in the realm of, you don't have a hip hop You don't need it. Like, you need the most independent. You got whole career job being independent. He has his own corporate and fan base. He's one of the richest rappers alive. Strictly independent. Um, yeah. But what's keeping everyone else doing? I think I understand that. I I think it's just, it's really, I don't know, like people, it's really tempting to make low hanging fruit. It's very easy. It's very easy to go in a studio and just you know, punch in after you say a couple bars. Mm-hmm. It's very easy in a sense to do that because it's like you're just going off vibes. I think when you're making a political record, you can't go off vibes. You have to be intentional. And I think the intentionality of music is kind of left to has left everybody to our own devices because there's there's no real there's no real calling for it. Like you don't have a whole bunch of people going. I want to, and there's, and it's very hard to make political music that's going to get heard. And you know, what I'm saying, like, I don't want to listen to "Fight the Power" while I'm getting a lap dance, or if I'm trying to, you know, convince this chick to come to my section and drink with me. Like, that's hard. And that's just in any genre. I think political, I think rebelliousness as an expression, music can be the background to. And I think that's why I love punk rock so much because there was a, it was, you needed to have something to say because the singing wasn't great. The instrumentation wasn't great. So all you had was the message. And in early hip hop, the beats weren't really that good compared to now. Like as far as like listenability and danceability. So it's like, you're not going to make a political record to using the big pimping beat. How the fuck is that even going to sound? I'm just gonna be mad weird, bro. Or you ain't even know. I love that beat. You ain't even know is one of my favorite fucking beats of all time. Honestly, put that up there in the top ten best rap beats ever. Like that beat was crazy. Ding ding ding. You ain't even know it. Like that's crazy. What the fuck? Like versatility. Like because back in the back when we were coming up in high school, we were still rap. Yeah, everybody wanted to make a club banger, but you didn't want to be labeled a club artist exclusively. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like now, it's like it's kind of the opposite. Everybody wants to be played twenty four seven in the club. Um, you had a, I think once the democratization, yeah, think about it, bro. Seeing a seventeen year old rapper, a sixteen year old rapper, was a novelty. Like when Jay Quan dropped, it's like, oh shit, he's seventeen. Like he's our age. Oh right. shit. 
like when you were a teen, you just made teeny bopper music. That's why no one really respected Bow Wow or Crisscross or Romeo as lyricists or Little Z. I mean, Little Zane was a grown man because like you're kids, like nigga, you're, you're kids. And even but if you're out, and they're not gonna, and the labels aren't gonna let you talk about actual like trap and shit. But like, take a kill two people. Like what the fuck? Like, but I think with Soldier Boy, you know, no diss to him, like big shouts. Like, oh shit, all I gotta do is download these tools uh, and these programs, and I can put my shit on fucking MySpace, or I can upload it to YouTube or Spotify. I guess now Spotify, like cool and so you have a lot of kids who don't really have it live long enough or lived a life of intentionality to what they're talking about enough but they know what makes them dance they know what makes them feel good i think with politics you, you make you're making grown man music because in order to understand that shit you have to have a grown man mind like J. Cole in 2009 and, and Kendrick in 2009 probably aren't make they're making shit that talks about the area they live in and they're giving you like a bird's eye view of shit. But Kendrick made Black of the Berry at 28, 27, 28. So Pimp a Butterfly came out, he was already grown, you know what I mean? Right. So Pimp a Butterfly sounds nothing like Good Kid Matt City. Well, honestly, like, that's why I gave him so much credit up front because. No one's like debut album was anything like Section 8. Right. Like to me, that's the allure of Kendrick Lamar. He made that in his hip hop instance, which is bananas to me. Yeah. Because no one like who who had it in them to say, no, this, this is what needs to be said. And I'm gonna find the best way to tell them. Um cushion cushion correction is crazy. When you sit back and really listen to that track, he, this would just let you know he's on a different level of consciousness. Thank you. Like, he's on a, an entirely different stratosphere when it comes to rap. You can't compare him to anyone or box him up with anyone because there's no one that can do what he does. As cold as cold is, he still can't do what he does. Right. So, well, I want to say, I know he has the capability of doing something similar, but it makes me wonder, like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, what's wrong with you back from really just, like, just unleashing what you really feel? Because I feel like everyone had angst against the government in some way in America. Like, are you American if the government doesn't affect you at this moment? Like, in this day and age we live in, if you're not mad at that, the government does. How aware are you or how much do you care? Maybe you just don't, you know, maybe you just don't really give, give a shit. But who cares? I, I think people see that they feel like it's okay to not care. And I think that's the only thing I can, like, it's very okay. Like, oh, nigga, why you be caring about this shit? Like, in their in the circles that they travel around, they feel it's okay to not care. Okay. And I think what this what this AP does for me is like it just kind of flows in the same thing. It's like, no, I care. And not only do I care about the world and the people around me, I mean, it, not only do I care about the people around me and the neighborhood around me and the people that I have constant contact with and the relationships I'm trying to build, be it romantic or or friendship. 
but I care about the world going on. Like, this is just another extension of I care. But I think with music, I don't, I think people want to dance and they really want to escape. And I don't think they want to take the time. They want to just put music on and either jump in their car or jump on a bus or jump on a train and kind of just feel good and kind of escape for a little bit. Like, and also, too, think about this. Like, a lot of rappers, like, these niggas was like, oh, man, I wanted to be one of the dope boys because they had all the cars. They had all the girls. We didn't see that unless we watched BET or VH1 or MTV. But with social media, you see that shit all the fucking time. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, man, I want these girls because these dudes got all the money and they got all the girls and they got the nice cars. And it's like, I right, bet. But you got to want more than that. <clears throat> it, I don't know if they were told to care more so. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that, I think inherently I think it's human nature to care about something. Like so, eventually something's going to tug at your heartstrings. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like you can't you, you you can't be so tough on it forever. It's just not natural as human beings. It's not natural But I think it's more so of what is the benefit of caring? I think that they've been yeah. coached into there's no benefit of caring. No matter how much you might want to care about something outside of what's influencing you, what's the benefit? What are you getting from caring? Because it's almost like Nowadays, everything has to come with something or produce something tangible. Yeah. And if it's not, if it doesn't, you're a dodo for sitting back wasting your time with it. You got nothing for it. Whereas um, you saw rappers rock the boat. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was a big thing back when we were in high school. Right. You seen your vote and die. You know what I'm saying? You see your favorite artist rocking those t-shirts, you know what I mean? Yeah. Holding up the like that was they, they what did they get? Because it's not like MTV could pay them something. MTV wasn't paying Diddy and Jay-Z and and the prominent artists at that time, Nas. MTV couldn't pay them more to put on that shirt than one of their tour dates would have gave them. Yeah. But they, they but they did it because they, they, it was an importance to it. And someone told them there was something super important about this and you gotta go do it. So this is my thing though, like what do you feel like this is recognizable where that went around or we went a mess with that? I I think it is what are those situations as far as like when you're told like rock the boat, rock the vote? I mean, you mm-hmm. you understood times were dire. Like nigga, we had two wars going on, and it's like yo, we keep leaving this motherfucking office. We're gonna be in more motherfucking wars. And obviously, he fucking won. You know the second vote, 
and as incompetent as um <clears throat> as as incompetent as George Bush was, the rest of the motherfuckers in this cabinet cabinet were, weren't incompetent. They're just evil. And I think with Benjamin Netanyahu, Donald Trump, I think you have well not Netanyahu so much, but I think with Trump you have incompetence and evil. And that's a horrible way to fucking do shit. Like you you're go. dumb as fuck and you're just trying to wreck shop just because niggas don't like you? Oh hell no. So, so and I, I think too is like again, like you have a lot of the rappers whose parents were part of the civil rights movement. You have a lot of the rappers who either whose 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 aunts and uncles and older brothers, like Common was born in the 70s. Pretty sure his mom and dad saw knew what it was like. You can ask them, yo, what were you what were you like? We were the hip hop was made by the generation of people who their parents could tell you what it was like when Dr. Martin Luther King got murdered. They could tell you what they were doing when Brother Malcolm got shot. And I think we've moved away from that because now the people who pioneered hip hop and then went into the silver and golden era where you have the Fushnikins, the Shaq and Wu-Tang and all those guys because they were born in the fucking 70s. So they saw a lot more prosperity and they saw despair from the 80s and like, damn, we got gangs, we got crack, all this other shit. And so you have these former crack dealers or guys who were part of the crack, and then you have the Kendricks and the Cole. Like, we were born in the middle of the crack epidemic, bro. You and I were born in the middle of the motherfucking crack epidemic. <coughs> like, not at the beginning, not towards the end, right smack dizap in the middle. We could point to family members that we knew did crack. Fun times. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I think are in the kids that were that were coming of age when Jodeci was out, like the people born in the 90s, their parents are born in the late 60s, 70s and they're, they're so removed from bullshit that happened on a societal level all they've seen is entertainment it's very easy to know what's going on in the news where you only have ABC, CBS and NBC and at six o'clock, it's the nightly news. So you better right. listen to what the fuck Dan Rather got going on if you want some goddamn entertainment. That makes sense. But uh, see, is that a but that, I was it's hard because I'm like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like, is it a good thing that the new news is podcast? Yeah, like, people are gonna watch. I'm gonna sit back and listen to podcasts. Uh, we, all right, we know there's evil in the world. Yeah. Okay, cool, whatever. We, yeah, like, nine times out of ten, I turn on the news right now. Somebody got shot. Okay. Yep. But are we numb to that? And, you know, back in the in the 90s, whether you want to call it late 90s or early 2000s, depending upon what that headline said, you was like, oh, oh holy shit, what happened? Like, you know, I can, like, for me at least, my first big uh, news shock, if you will, mm-hmm. was, uh, was Columbine. Yeah. I think that's like, a lot of ours. Yeah, because no, that was like unheard of for us at that point. <clears throat> now, and we're being, I don't know if it was more so with being naive or the lack of 
um, shared information at that time because you know social media oh. now you get everything instantaneously. But after that, you would see like series, like top twenty worst uh, mass shootings in America. Like that, those specials would come on like court TV, and you sitting there thinking like. Well, hold on, it was more than a I got here. And then that's when you find out about uh, the Bolton Green Massacre. And you find yeah. out about uh, the, the guy that killed all those folks at that McDonald's in the, in the yeah. early 90s. Like stuff like that. That's when you find out about that stuff. But you, we didn't know that that actually happened way before Columbine. So you mean to tell me way before Columbine? Like Columbine happened like 20 times before we actually seen Columbine? Who was going to tell us? I think what it was, and I get what you're saying. Like, you know what's funny? You know how no one says that Columbine had crisis actors? Exactly. Like, you notice how, like, that's the one thing no one really tries to be a truther about? Like, no, nigga, we saw the fucking footage from the school. These niggas had a manifesto. We know, like, there hasn't been, like, a movie remake of this shit neither. Like, they're going to do, like, a some sort of reenactment like it's been, it's gonna be twenty five years because that happened in ninety nine. It's gonna be, it's, it's gonna be twenty five years since Columbine. Right. That's so left alone. They made movies about the Boston bombing. There's been a bunch of movies about nine eleven. There's been a bunch of movies about D Day. There's not gonna be a school shooting, like or a movie in like if people are talking about crisis actors about Columbine. And I think for us, bro, we realize like, oh shit, we can get put on a t shirt no matter where we live. Crime isn't just something that's in the hood. This should happen in a really nice area. In a really, right. In a, a rural, not rural, in a suburban uh, Colorado city. Yeah. Never would have thought of it. But the reason why I ask, do you think it's a good or a bad thing that we consume our news from podcasts? Because back then, yeah, okay, we seen it, we heard it. Columbine stuff. But that was that. You were more conscious of treating the quiet kid in class. That yeah, much oh, of course. You, know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But now, it's, it's, it seems like there's just this air of or trend of fear mind. Like, we, if you didn't see it on the news, you really didn't know it existed like that. And it was that such a bad thing. Was it really a bad thing to not be aware of all the nonsense and turmoil that was potentially happening around you, or could, or you know, happen in certain instances around you? Wasn't a constant. But I don't. I think a good thing about I don't. I think the access to the information I think is way more important than before. Um, because people didn't have access to the information. Like, you kind of just had to, like, and I say it seems like, bro, people for the longest, and I don't know how the fuck we found out as 10-year-olds that Marilyn Manson, you can't tell them nothing. Like, no, this nigga Marilyn Manson took out two of his ribs. He could suck his own dick. Bizarre. Like, how the fuck did I know this shit at fifth grade? Mm. Every time <laughs> you see this nigga on TV, you're like, yep, there's those nigga that sucks his own dick. Right. <laughs> not knowing so how I, bizarre that sounded. 
like but, yeah, I think there's you allow I think with the information that allows for more truthful information to get out. If you want the correct information, you can find it. But sometimes, sometimes access is a detriment. I don't feel like everyone needs access. Like there's no difference. Uh, you got inheritance coming your way of yeah, a ten million dollars or you know five million dollars and five million and various properties that your grandparents passed down to you, but you're only six. It's rightfully focused. Like you, it definitely has a name stamped on it. No one else can do anything with it or do anything to it. Yeah. But it's yours. But you couldn't get it at sixteen. Even if you felt like at sixteen you were mature enough to get away the hand of it, you still couldn't get it. So it was it wasn't accessible. But you knew about it. You see what I'm saying? You knew it was there, you knew it was yours, you knew you were the sole owner and or what have you. But why can't you access it? Do you feel like think about your sixty year old self? Yeah. Do you feel like you would have been uh efficient or you would have handled five million dollars soundly at sixty years old? Uh, so as a regular 16 year old, probably not, but as someone whose dad has his own, you know, his, who's been investing and is very financially stable, uh, not very funny, but like financially <laughs> aware, like mm-hmm. five, that'd have been an easy, that's an easy sell because I also wouldn't have needed it. I wasn't in dire, I wasn't in dires to where yo, we're starving. Like, I don't know if if I come home, we're going to have lights. You know what I mean? So it's like, my situation was different. Would you feel you'd be able to handle 16 million as a 16-year-old? Or 5 million as a 16-year-old? Because your situation was different than mine. But I'm going to say, well, at 16, I was, at that age, I was still like a, I lived in a really nice house and Mm -hmm. a pretty good neighborhood. I mean, I was getting in a room. Got you. You know what I mean? Like, you went to my house when yeah. we were when we yeah. came back. <clears throat> I live in the room. Um, I but honestly, I my parents could have been like the city's best financial advisors. I still would have found a way to make a stupid decision with five million dollars without blowing it all. More than yeah. likely, but I still would have felt dumb in there just being sixteen. Just, just pure, just pure off the sixteen-year-old naivety. I would have done something stupid. It would have been a recoverable mistake, but it still nonetheless would have been something pretty stupid. Um, and and see, and that's just where I get at it. With like, it just sometimes access isn't always a great thing. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it's kind of it, like, do you really want seventy-two versions? Yeah, because. <laughs> Nigga, it, fuck it, one it, virgin. It, You'll never want to have it, sex with another virgin again. There's a reason why the White House doesn't have an open door policy. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, sometimes access is the last thing you need. Access will get you into some nonsense that you need no power, you shouldn't have or want any parts of. And that's just where I get stuck with. Because some people deserve that access. They've proven over a certain amount of time that they can handle that access. Uh, but yeah, man, it's rough, man. Like, it's just too much to consume for everybody, and everybody doesn't need to consume it. And here's where we lie. This is where we get stuck. Um, because when people consume, 
they feel and where they feel or think for that matter they sound off and I've always been one of those people who subscribe to uh, dialogue that runs the world being able to share ideas um, to compare ideas and, and say what you need to say uh, but that's just that We've yeah. given them so much access and so much righteousness or empowerment to say how they feel or comment how you feel or what you think something is or what you think about something in general. And that's the new fact. Whereas, you know, you saw them in the news yeah. and you wouldn't even have a choice but to take what the news said. Whether the news was lying or not, Neither here nor there. You couldn't spin it a different way because this is what it was. You couldn't Dan Rather on there say what he said, and you can type in just running comments on the screen and yeah. say how you really feel. And you couldn't do that. No. So this is where I'm like, this is where I'm like, I get stuck and tied up. Um is it was access then that we gave out to everyone way too early. I still think it's useful because having no access makes us North Korea. True. So, it, so it's like you gotta I, I think you just you gotta give people the access to it because also too like not everybody's ambitious and like intellectually ambitious. There's a lot of people that don't love to learn and want to learn and want to absorb everything. I think it's a different mind. I think that's why a lot of these Ivy League colleges, they're before technology and stuff, so then like they would be like these cohorts of like, I will give you this secret knowledge. And I think a lot of people couldn't handle that secret. Like you, like you know, what I'm saying like not everybody wants that. Not everybody has that idea to know. Like not everybody wants to know the secrets that the Freemasons know. Because you can join. These niggas is advertising. Right. It's, you know what I mean? Like, if it's somebody wants to be a Freemason, all right, you can, you can go through the process of being a fucking Freemason, and you can know, but you have to want to have that knowledge and possession. It's like, what do you do? But what do you do once you have it? Do you want to go deeper? Are you able to, like, to harness it and make it useful? Are you able to, like, make, make it palatable for people to understand it? Uh-huh. Because not every conspiracy is an evil conspiracy. No, it's not. I don't think he, I think, honestly, more conspiracies are just that. Than, than They're just blood. benign. I think a lot of conspiracy, like, a lot of things are benign. Like, you don't want to know. Like, because what are you going to do with it? Like, like, oh, people need to know this. Bro, they can't take it. Like, if, if people, if the government come from like, yes, aliens are real. They visit it. Here's what they do. They walk among us. That's not going to help society. If I'm a fucking opportunist and an evil motherfucker, I'm going to use that as a way to vilify a group of people. Because some will be like, the Jews are aliens. Some will be like, the Muslims are aliens. Some will be like, the Chinese people are aliens. Like, so it's like, what do you what do you really do with it?
Oh, there's like it's one of those. It's kind of like think about this. Like kids, like there's gonna be kids who have to deal with this. Your mom bought you a PlayStation Six because she's been on OnlyFans sucking dick. Do you really want to have access to that? Do you really want to know that, or do you just want to play your PlayStation Six? Do do people? I don't think people really want to know the machinations of what's going on. But I think we can have a grasp of the history of certain catastrophes, like with what's going on with Israel and Palestine. I think it's good to know, yo, this shit's going on. Even if you don't have an opinion, you need to kind of know this because it's going to have ripple effects. Yeah, but she... I hate to blame everything on the government, but it's so hard to achieve. What time? We've gotten beat down by our government so much. No one cares about truth anymore. They just need, everyone just wants pacified to a certain extent. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And it just made me feel better. And yeah. if someone with the right perception, Negative or not, yeah, it is sitting right next to me or grouped up with me. Now, this is my point. I say that I'll say this Donald Trump was against the curse, okay? Mm-hmm. Because he single handedly, and this could be genius work or not, but he single handedly. Well, he single-handedly exposed just who America is. And I don't think a lot of people knew rural white America was as treacherous, as devious, as as nitwitty, as evil as it really is. But he was able to pull them out from the way. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, he was able to highlight just how uninformed, unaware, and overall uneducated America is. And that's the problem. Yeah. That's really what the big issue is. For me, at least, I get baffled and dumbfounded a lot. And this is where I give you a little bit more commendation to the next person and my myself as well. Mm-hmm. Because I think the Aries nature comes out of me when it comes to politics. And it's hard for me to believe that Republicans even believe what comes out of their mouth. Sitting back listening to Nikki Haley is... You'll feel a lot I, smarter. Like, Man, like, I'm really <laughs> like, bro, I'm a fucking genius. I don't know why I didn't go to fucking Harvard listening to I this. I would really rather listen to the, a, a chalkboard, fingernails on a chalkboard next day. Legit. On a 12 hour Because you can't possibly think that people are this stupid. You had that that long Indian name that takes yeah. a path to alphabet. Plus, you know what I'm saying. You, you look at your family history, look at your family in general, and they all 
look exactly like you are, which is a middle, which is the person of middle eastern descent. Yep. But then again, the flip with you, if I was to tell someone back in 04, 05, there's a a Middle Eastern woman of I forget exactly where she's from. My bad at that. Uh, there's a woman of Middle Eastern descent who grew up being discriminated on for her the majority of her childhood and all of it. Who now identifies as a white woman that says America was never was never racist. You probably could check me in somewhere just off of the sheer absurdity of what I just told you. But in 2024, it is an ever-loving reality. How in the world did we get here? This is the stuff I think about. Like, this is really the stuff that really perplexes me. And how? And, and, and who let this slip through the cracks? Like, I won't even get that exchange that Don Lemon had with that Middle Eastern guy um, that said uh, the black folks got all of their freedoms after the, the Civil War. My nigga, what? <laughs> no, but after World War One, black oh, folks yeah. got all of their freedoms. And I'm like, nigga, what? What, what black folks are you really And like black folks in America? You, you know what I mean? Like, did the niggas in Nigeria suddenly be as free as possible over World War One? Because he's the only black folk I believe talking about. Can't be talking about the very black folk. It's just stuff like that. Like, you can't be talking you about us. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's intelligent, or maybe not even intelligent, but these are people who go into prominent, prestigious American universities who can easily pick up a book and read about American history and see that what they're saying is a blatant untruth. Yeah. It is a fallacy of the highest sort at best, but this is what you go and do to everyone else. I don't think they believe it. I think they know exactly what they're doing. That's just me personally. I think they know exactly what they're doing. Pimping, 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 pimping. Pimping, pimping, pimping. I, yeah, because I think a lot of it is just, and if you want to go back to it, a lot of it's a late stage capitalism. Everybody's trying to monetize something. No one does anything for the love of it. You're trying to monetize it. But there's so much money to be made. Oh, sure it is. Yeah. There's always going to be that, bro. Like, there's always going to be people who don't give a fuck about any of the causes that they're raising against. You're going to have, and that's why you see, like, grifters. That's why you see the Candace Williams. Not Candace, but Candace Owens. And there's this one trans chick who's, like, super conservative and, like, shitting on other trans people. And it's like, oh, you know you can make money off this. It's hard to tell somebody that they're morally fucked up and that they're doing damage to the community when they're on the way to buy jet skis. Nigga, if you want to find the one day you can't tell me shit, is when I'm going to buy a jet ski. 
<laughs> nigga, like, like, hey man, late, you fucking up. <clears throat> like, that's that's cool. Um, nigga, I'm going to buy a jet ski right now. Like, like I'm I'm about to buy jet like the ultimate, you know, I'm finna buy a jet ski that I'ma have on my house that's on Lake Oswego, and we gonna use this shit. I don't want to give a fuck about the guy. Like, I don't give a fuck about the struggle right now. I'm on my way to buy a motherfucking jet ski. <laughs> Bro, we'll be hard pressed. Me, you, your missus, my girl, like, yo, we on our way to get some fucking matching jet skis, nigga. That's the last thing we listen to is keep your head up. Yeah. Or fight the power. <laughs> like, like, nigga, there's nothing political going on. And I think if you if you're in a position to do that, most people are gonna they'll take that L, bro. It's it sucks and it's weird. But I think I am very thankful that I'm in a position to where I'm not trying, I'm not trying really hard to eat off rap. So I can be as creative as I want. I can push as many boundaries as I want. You know what I mean? Because it's mm-hmm. like I have a job. Now, I don't want to do anything that costs me my job, but at the same time, the music that I'm making, I can truly speak from the heart because I don't have a label going, yo, if you don't, if these numbers, we may have to drop you, then I got to go back and get a fucking job. Like, nah, nigga. Chilling. That, well, I wish it could be like that across the board. Sometimes you wish it could. The better of everyone, even if it's over or when someone's doing something out of a, a passionate desperation, if you will. Um, Bro, Drake has to go number one. He has to do shit so? that allows him to... Because if he's number six, he doesn't know what to fucking do with himself. But I don't think it ever matter because his fans will not allow him to feel like a number six. Exactly. Which is the thing, that's the thing. Now I'm at a point where do you focus on being a great rapper or exuding uh, a dominant persona that no one can, like this, uh, exuding a very infectious, like uh, magnetizing, polarizing persona, if you will. I don't because, think he's, I don't think he's ever cared to make something that's good for a community that he's not a part of. He's not. He's Canadian. Like I don't think he gives a shit. And I think same thing with like British rappers making drill. Like they don't give a shit about how this affects American youth. They're not from here. But I don't think that's a part of who told me the essence that the s. But I'm saying like the essence of hip hop has always been about talking about what's going on in the community. If you didn't grow up in, if you didn't feel connected to any community, or if you feel like the community you're part of. Isn't connected to anything, you're just gonna just be out there. Well, familiarly, Drake is akin to a, a, a video game at this mm. point. I see right through the nonsense, everything else might not, but or most people might not, but I see right through the nonsense. Like everything he does, I'm starting to understand it's calculated. Um, because it keeps him being talked about, yeah. Uh, walking around with those goofy looking rollers in your head or hairpin in your head. Uh, uh, cutting that corny heart part 
MCU. Yeah. And now you had all these dudes, dark skin, white skin, thug or not, like walking around when Certified Lover Boy came out with a dog yeah. on the heart, cutting to they cutting to they dog. Yeah, that that is a wild way, Brian. You see what I'm saying? Like everything he does is calculated. Being so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the need to be seen. Yeah. And during the playoffs. Yeah. Like, why are we talking about Drake? He doesn't play basketball. It's the playoffs. This is you talking about what the players do. But we had to, we had to throw it in there and tell you what Drake did during the game. Why do we care? Did it, how, how, would did Drake shoot in the field that day? Yeah. No. But he's making himself akin to a lot of other creators that has nothing to do with rap. Somebody said it, and I've been saying it, but I'm mad. I'm glad somebody else recognizes it. Ever since he dropped, what was it, his third album? Uh huh. He's just turned into a complete culture artist. Cult, culture culture. Seriously. He feeds off of the culture. Yeah, I think uh, the Kardashians did it too. I think most of these influencers do it too. I th- and I think he, with I think in at least in hip hop, like people are disappointed. Like, hey, my nigga, you clearly have the talent to make dope shit. Like, yeah. I don't know why you keep. Be- but I think, but also too, it's like it's profitable, bro. I can do all this shit and make all this money and not have to really put in any fucking effort. Oh, bet all day. All right, cool. For me, at least, it's a core ball. It is, but I think, again, we come from a different era. We come from, you had to be respected as a lyricist to get put on as a rapper. No one wanted to record you if you couldn't fucking rap. You know what I mean? But, like, so now, like I said, with the democratization of music, niggas don't give a fuck if you can, like engineers and stuff like don't give a fuck if you can rap or not they're just trying to get paid they'll sell their beat to anybody like someone's gonna buy this music might as well be for me like a lot of it's really fucking catchy but I think it's very easy to not say anything to not rock the boat but also I think these guys are doing us a huge service by not talking about politics that they know absolutely dick all fuck all about if you don't know about what's going on about Israel Palestine or what's going on about the contextual in the his, contextual facts in the history of Ukraine and Russia, shut the fuck up. Remember when that one chick from fucking Nip Tuck made this poem talking about if she wishes like she, she was Vladimir Putin's mother and just jumped on fucking Twitter and did that dumb shit. Yeah. Like, bitch, if you don't shut the fuck up, like, no one needed this from you, Anna Lynn McCord. Like, you were known as a hot chick in every fucking movie you've been in. In everything you've done, you've just been hot. Be that. Like, these niggas is getting bombed. And you want to talk about how you would have just loved Vladimir Putin and shown him so much care and compassion that he wouldn't want to take over the world. Bitch, you don't shut the fuck up for I'll punch you in the fucking face. Like, uh, it is hard because she's so hot. Like, god dang, I wish this stupid ass bitch would be so fucking hot. True. 
dis- disappointed. Like this, like oh, if she was a solid six point five, I'd have fucking hit her with a DDT. But she's like, like a a, a round butt away from being a ten. So you just look at this stupid bitch and her hotness. Like God damn, why the fuck am I watching this dumbass video? I get it. Like, if Beyonce did that shit, we'd be like, bitch, will you shut the fuck up, please? We're just fucking, but then again, I'm I'm glad certain people certain celebrities don't get caught up in the dichotomy of politics and, and and human relations or the current state of affairs at the point at the moment. I'm glad they just uh-huh. made artists and try to push like positivity and encouragement through their music and whatever medium they find uh suitable. It it's just Bro, it's amazing. I'm telling you, you wanna leave the pe- you wanna leave the people taking deep threes to the people who can take deep threes. But it's gotten us into some trouble because we expect you to take deep threes. Um, and on the occasion point, like I said, I can't stand feeling like I have to constantly blame the government. But I blame us as well because I feel like we're one of the countries whose government has way too much power. And they have no problem or they've shown they've shown no care to blatantly tell you they're abusing said power. And when you get to a point where we can operate under any different or a lot of different mediums because we have, not only have a fundamental understanding or we're fundamentally educated, but we take it a step further to just be critical thinkers in general. And we use our natural intellectualness to perpetuate that. So it's easy for me and you to see through the BS. Yeah, we challenge ourselves to do that, bro. Like, you and I, we make it a point to talk about politics and to understand the world around us because it's not just us. We know that there's people that are behind us, either directly or indirectly, that are in our sphere of influence that we would be doing a massive disservice if we didn't know what the fuck we were talking about. Exactly. But that capability isn't something that's like foreign to most folks. Like you the ones who don't. Um, Even if you come from a certain background, you didn't have to come from a a background. It doesn't matter if you were raised on survival or love, whatever the hell you want to say. Yeah. Um, You can make the fundamental choice to just want to know more. Like I was just a naturally curious individual. And it wasn't just in one area. Like, I was curious about everything. Like, when I heard Ray, like, where's that voice coming from? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you want to take it apart to see how it actually works. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had to cut the TV. Even in, back in the day, the TV's looking weird and pixelated. But why? I wonder if I can take it apart and see. 
that came from a base uh, education. Yeah. Like I went, did I like algebra? No. Do I even? Have I used Pythagorean theorem yet as an adult? No. But it's good to know. What, what, you know the ins and outs, the ins and outs of a sphere, because now I can yeah. say to certain folks, "Why, well, yeah, you sound like a dummy when you say that the Earth is flat." You see what I'm saying? Because yeah, this matches that, that matches this, so this has to be this way. You know what I mean? But not a lot of people care enough to look at it or even figure it to be that way. But is that for me? I don't think that. It's the individual as far as like the people not wanting to explore that. I like or I turn that back to the government telling them it's not important. Now you don't need to really be a scholar to be something like but that's what yeah. they're calling you being a scholar. We didn't say nothing about scholarly behavior. We just say expands your knowledge for something. But the government doesn't a very they go out their way to encourage otherwise, which is crazy to me. Like any like think about it. Like for like, just really give us some real thought. Yeah, there's no way in the world that minimum wage should be as low as it is. There's no good reason when you sit back and sit and like really give me a good reason why minimum wage should be significantly less. Than what it requires for you to survive in the country in which you will, or the city in which you live. Let's just let's take it that 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 far because it varies from state to state. The minimum wage in Cali is different than the minimum wage in Delaware. I get it. Yeah. But what is the did the, honestly? Do you sit back and ever wonder what was the purpose of making it so low? Uh, control. That's it. If you can guarantee that there's going to be a a low class, because it costs a lot of money to be poor. It costs a lot of money to be poor. Someone with a million dollars can easily make two million dollars. But someone with ten, I feel like you just build up. It's better to make it beefier. Here's here's a. It's like this. You know how they, people talk about population control? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's as nefarious as trying to like have a single event that kills 8 billion people or like 6 billion people. I think what you do is slowly give people the weapons to their own destruction. In a sense, it's like if you have a food desert and we're trying to get rid of all these people, like think about Eastland. Think about Eastland. Eastland, East Haven type of area. That place has been ran down for as long as we've been what grown? Like for that East Eastland. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, remember when that used to be the mall on the east side to go to? You used to look for go to Lazarus, go to every like that would used to be the place. There's a movie Mm -hmm. theater, there's a bunch of restaurants. You could live there. It wasn't seen as a bad place in the mid 90s and early 90s, and even to the late 90s. But like there's a food desert now. And the people that live there, if you don't have a car, 
it's very hard for you to get to that giant eagle that's that's close to the growth point. You know what I mean? That's right. miles, miles away. Like that, you're not buying groceries that can like you're not buying ice cream bars or shit if you go to that like if you now if you live next to that Kroger, cool. But that Kroger's still kind of run down. So I think you control the people who are poor and you find a way to get rid of them. Uh-huh. And it makes it a little bit easier that you control the population. And it's not like we control where they live or die. We control where they where they eat. We control how they what schools they go to. If you live next to Whetstone, you can go to Whetstone. Yeah, you can. If you live if you live next to Briggs, it's going to be very hard for you to go to like to go to Whetstone. But let's think about it. Oh, well, at least this is the way I like it. There still could be a low class that gets yeah. paid a little. You know yeah, but, mean, if like you don't, yeah a, but if you don't, but if you want them to die. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, should, it, really, it really is not going to make a difference whether you pay them enough to, just enough to come back, or you pay them enough to make a decent living. Like, <laughs> everybody doesn't want to be rich. Everybody doesn't want to be rich. Like, there's a lot of people that just want to be able to pay their bills, come home, live a normal life. You know what I mean? Not be in the spotlight, not be a celebrity, not be a prominent individual. I make enough money to live in a normal house, eat decent food, and, and raise regular kids. I yeah. don't need any movie stars, politicians, actors, rappers, this and that or the third. I don't need them to be the elite. I don't even want to be elite. But at least let me have some peace of mind and be able to live my life as a regular person. I'll be a regular person and be the bottom on the total pole. If I can go to bed at night with some peace of mind. And there's an, yeah. an American But we grew up in a different era. You um, what I'm saying is like these kids coming out now, like Gen Z and Gen Alpha, they're seeing opulence at a level that we never would have seen on a daily basis unless you watch nothing but reruns of lifestyles of Richard Famous and fucking Cribs in My Sweet Sixteen. Unless you watch a never ending loop of that, we never saw that. But we could, we did see, yo, I just want to have rent paid. I want to be able to have lights. I want to be able to get a pizza when I want to without having to make a fucking financial decision for the week. I want to fill up my gas tank. Right. These kids see something different. Ask, ask Jigs, like, yo, what, what, like, who do you follow? Like, that's not a girl. Like, the dudes you follow are probably stunting. So they're seeing a different, they're seeing the OBJ. Like, even if you're watching your favorite athletes, you're seeing the shit that they have and you want what they want. Not knowing why you want it, but you just want it. I still feel like everything boils back down to the OBJ. Even if you, it's not, a, it's not wrong with chasing that. Right. But I shouldn't, in the pursuit of me chasing one to be, okay, elite. One of these dudes is like a prominent person. Um, or someone who has a lot of notoriety or something. In the pursuit of that, if I fall short of it, I shouldn't land on rock. I should be right. able to land on normal seat. You know what I mean? This is, that, that's just what I'm alluding to. I should be able to land on 
Okay, yeah. you didn't make it. You, okay, I didn't become the president. Heck, I didn't even become a local senator in my city government. All right, well, I'll go to be a normal person with a great, vast knowledge of politics and be able to follow along accordingly. Maybe it'll come into fruition later, maybe not. But hey, the journey was fun. The pursuit was decent. <coughs> I did come to constructive with my time. I learned something here and there. And heck, maybe my children learned how to do what I tried to do a bit better than I did. So maybe they'll be able to do what I didn't do. And, but I'm still there. My name is still in that. My, my name, my lineage, my hair, you know, everything about me is still rooted in that. It's just not me as an individual. It started with my son. But it's, I sparked it because he saw my pursuit. But I don't believe in people trying to chase eliteness or the highest level of prominence and then falling short. But to fall in short, man, I fell all the way to the bottom. Like, that's bizarre. Tell somebody over here in, in, in uh, Eastern Europe that that's how the world works in America. They're going to be like, nigga, why do you still say that? Because that's crazy to me. You can come over here where your kids will never have to struggle to go to college. As a matter of fact, college isn't even something that you should even have to start with. That's, your, that's overly ambitious. You can yeah. graduate high school and still be, you know, one of the elites, rich and famous. You don't have to do all that over here in Italy. That's crazy. You want to stay in America doing that the rest of your life? It will be my guess, man. But you can't get back at your quality of life being uh, eroding at a rapid rate. You can't be mad that your health is deteriorating because eventually you're in scraps and shambles. You can't be mad because this is what you tell them to do. Because you live or you let a government that controls you to an extent to where you're helpless. You have no other choice. Or they convinced you that there was no other choice. This is what I struggle with as just someone who sees things as they are and not how I want to see them. The perspective of it all just never will allow me to take that for what it is. Like, there, there has to be more. Like, there, there, it can't be. It just, it, this just can't be the end all be all. I, I just, I will never subscribe to that. It's hard for me to subscribe to that. Actually. I, I think it is. I don't know. I think it is <coughs> behoove, it behooves us to understand that because of social media and the desire to rock the boat but from a safe place. It's very easy to rock the boat when you're still dying. Because if you fucking fall in the water, you're still in the dock. You can grab on the land. You can do something. You're not out there with the sharks. It's very brave to rock the boat when you're out in the middle of the fucking ocean in South Africa where the sharks are. (laughs) I mean, so it's like, it's it is, I think it's what you're saying, I, I agree with, and I think that we should be like, yo, I should be able to live a nice, comfortable life and be good. But I think when people say that, they also realize, like, well, also, the people that I don't like are going to be living that life, too. Fuck. And I think that's the difference. Like, when you look at when America had a 92% tax 
on anything made over four hundred thousand dollars, people are like, "Oh, you know, everybody I'm around is cool. We're good." But then too many black people started moving into their neighborhood. Like, well, if these niggers are gonna be living how I'm living, I don't want that. I need to find a way that I can make more money so I can get away from these niggas. Right. <coughs> and so people made it very easy to do things to make sure that they stay away from the quote undesirables. Like I don't want to be confused with the I don't want to be confused with the low class people. Like that's why Whitehall and New Albany and Gehanna looked very different. And Bexley looked very different. True enough. But there's different that. stores. You're you're not gonna see like a like there's stores and shit that you'll see in Whitehall on Main Street that you will not see two miles east. I mean west. Of course not. There's no Arab stores in Bexley. No. Not on not on Main. Probably not on maybe Livingston. On Broad. Definitely not on Broad. On in Bexley. And because think about bro, if you're on Broad and you're in Bex, like where James Road, like if you're going from James Road and going west to hit Nelson on Broad Street, it's all residential once you pass fucking uh, Gold. Oh, once you pass Gold Road, I'm talking about like on Broad Street, Bexley, East Bexley. Okay, it's North Bexley. In a sense, it's like in a a Whitehall Bexley, but there is a. uh, I see one. Yeah, I'm just saying from like from James Road, it is a stark so difference. Towards, so for James, James Road, go, going west towards Columbus from James and Nelson. I don't think that gas station. I'm telling you, not there. There's not one. There's there's only it stops at Gould because I used to live over there. It's not like you'll have that. There's that Panera Bread that's on the corner of Gould and Broad. Mm-hmm. Where and if you, once you turn on Gould, you're going to where Greenbrier used to be. But like yeah. that's like you have that Sunoco, but on that, that's it. Yes, I'm saying I, I thought that Sunoco was on by Nope. I mean it's that's between uh, James and uh, and Gould, but like, but what I'm saying is like, there's so many things that people want to use as a status symbol in a way to where they are separating themselves through capitalistic pursuits and that comes back into music it's very it's very hard for me to take you seriously as an artist or to take your song seriously is if you spent the last two albums calling everybody a broke boy saying that you sell the most drugs you kill the most people you could you got the best best diamonds you drive the best cars you fuck the best bitches there's like, hey man we need to pay attention to what's going on to the Houthis in fucking Yemen. Like, nigga, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's why T.I. songs never really... Like, We Will Not was cute. Like, that's a good song, but like, nigga, no one, no one really... Be- at least no one believed you enough for because you're not... That's not you. Putting on a suit and walking around with a bunch of other black... A bunch of other rappers talking about like Yo, this is for our people and everything else. We're like, we're like, bro, politics is international. Oh, for sure. Not understanding that is a detriment to whatever you're talking about. So I'm glad that my first 
foray into politics is about international. Like, literally, there's a bunch of shit going on in America. But this shit was going on in fucking Palestine that's been going on for 80 years, just as important. But American politics indirectly influenced everyone else's. Yeah. Which is strange to me. I don't really like the fact that America has that much influence over everything else. That's what when you're when the captain of the football team and the uh, head cheerleader break up, people take notice. Yeah, but it shouldn't be a big deal. It shouldn't. But it is. It, it shouldn't. <coughs> but it is. Like, oh shit, such and such, and other such and such breaking up. That has ripple effects amongst all couples because there's the captain of the basketball team. Is only with his girl because she really wants the captain of the football team, but he's taken. Remember, in um, it's like this. Remember in American Pie, where Stifler wanted to ask his girl out to prom, and uh-huh. she was like, "Nah, like I want to, but I'm waiting for Fitch because he might ask me out." But what it was is like Finch just had good marketing by paying this one chick to tell him to tell every chick that he was amazing in a sack and all this other dope shit. And Finch was a man. That's what's going on now with America. We just have better marketing. Mm. We just have better fucking marketing, bro. The only thing that's going to switch this up is if some stiffler decides to fucking put a laxative in our coffee. That was a raunchy-ass scene, bro. Stifler did to that man's asshole should not should not have been in a movie that fucking 13-year-olds could have seen. Legendary. <coughs> what do you do with that? So, yeah, she is. Yeah. Um... Do you see politics? Mm-hmm. You feel like you'll ever have an instance. I just got handled. You feel like I'm playing, red. I'm playing some red. I just got distracted. These these niggas just really jumped out the bushes. Uh. Um. Do you think American politics at this point can? Survive or be productive without the rest. Ah, bro. Do you feel like it's too far off? Here's the kicker, bro. It's so like, I don't, I think there's corruption. Like, it's like bacteria. There's good corruption and there's bad corruption. And it all depends on what side you're on. If someone, knows that if I have full proof that this guy raped and murdered these children but the way I got it was illegal are you really going to root for the defense to prove this guy wasn't a terror you know what I mean are you going to kind of want the judge and the prosecutor to be like we're going to do some foul shit to lock this guy away. Or like, we know this company's dumping fucking toxic waste into the river, but 
we really can't prove it, you're going to want some corruption to protect the system. Not okay, not in all instances, or not at least I'm going to say no. And it, it, it pains me to say no, but that's a very I, principled I, take. No, under the just solely under the premise of fairness and not giving or setting precedents to do what you want. Because I, I feel like that's why we are where we are now. Hey, yeah. the the um the vice president is a known pedophile. As a matter of fact, his the computer in his office right now might have some child porn. He might have like a, a cache of you know new pics of kids under ten years old. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Sorry, so we know that. But if we go about proving it in an ill-gotten way, what does that tell everyone? That, that's, okay, there's no different than you being in class as fifth grader. And we all know the fifth grade teacher keeps his, she keeps a stash of king size candy bars and all varieties in the third drawer on the right side of her desk. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know why they're there. Um, these are what people get for their birthday, or and this is the highest honor as far as a reward you can get in this fifth grade class. It's her giving you this king size uh, candy bar. Candy of your car choice, right? Right. So we know that. Um, but she forgot. Let's say one day, for whatever reason, um, even though she had it written down, she forgot it was her birthday. But you know, everyone else has gotten there. It's like clockwork on her birthday. She just forgot yours. Yeah. And no harm, no problem. She just forgot yours. It's not nothing but listen. She just forgot. Okay, cool. You gonna go take Miss Rules? Or you gonna uh, do the right thing? You do the right thing. I think it's. Okay. Right, I mean, right. obviously, like, you, you, you know, the rebelness of the rebelness is a rebelness. But it's like, you gotta think about, like, if I go steal this. Will that end it for everybody else? Exactly. Will it end it for everybody else? And then let's but let's pretend I was successful. I successfully said now am I just now am I setting it in your head? You might be saying, Well, I just gave somebody else the formula to um have their parents. Because uh, yeah. isn't that the fair thing to do? Treat everyone else like you treat everyone like everyone else gets treated. Yeah. But you forgot mine for whatever reason. I'm not seeing your forgetfulness. I'm just seeing the lack of for the lack of pride. The angle wasn't the same as it was for everyone else. So I'm just making it fair for me. No harm on you. I don't think you're a bad teacher. I don't think you're a bad person. But I just want what's rightfully mine. I just want my justice. So I'm going to take it. Now, you would think that you said everyone else to say, hey, well, I can take mine too if it ever came down to it. But then again, you still indirectly taught treachery. You still indirectly taught dishonesty. You still indirectly taught. So this is why I wouldn't want uh, someone to. I wouldn't want to bend the rules as far as the legal system or the judicial system goes, just to achieve my desired justice. Because what did it give everyone else the leeway? And this is how yeah. you birth corruption. This is how you birth nonsense. Because when you see, because someone sees you do it, 
so easily on the fundamental level. Now we can take that and study what he did and mushroom it. It ain't fundamental no more. Now we can do on uh now we can do it now on a more heinous mm -hmm. Now we can do it in an even more uh elaborate style. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. This is what you open the door to when you do that. So do you really want the government to be able to kick down the doors and say, hey, even though we can't do this in the right way, we still know you what such and such is not. So here, you want to suffer consequences. But what does that say for the innocent man? That you yeah. really want to see locked up, but he's completely innocent. We will, we can spend the narrative anywhere we want because we've already visited this corruption in the right way. This is why I don't feel like corruption on a certain levels should just should be allowed to overlook. Because once you allow one person to do it, there's yeah, somebody who's going to want to do it in a way better way. There's somebody who's going to want to do it in a more grand fashion or to get more out of it or to gain more for yourself. And this is what you open the door for. So it might suck. But going by the books, it ain't necessarily the wrong thing to do in a lot of instances. Sometimes it's just better to go by the books. The book is there to go by for a reason. And I'm not mad at you know, people thirsty or yearning for justice when it comes to certain things. Good for you. You should want that. But do you want to steal your degree or do you want to earn it? You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It just boils back down to a certain moral compass. Yeah, as bad as I might want something, I don't want it bad enough for it to be marred when it hits my hand. Yeah. Yeah, it takes away from what it truly is. What the, what the, I get what you're saying. I think it's, like I said, bro, it's like one of the things, it's a, it's a nuanced conversation that you want the we've seen corruption working in both ways, like I said, mm -hmm. for both good and bad. Um, I don't know, and I think, but when it comes to art, like, yo, like, that's my that's what I'm trying to like get into is like, what are you when you're when you're building something, when you're constructing something, like, what is the goal of what you're constructing? what is the reach that you're trying to have? Because not everything is going to be fucking easy to hear. Because it's probably very hard for a lot of people to hear that like, yo, this nigga OJ did it. Like, yeah, it seems, yeah. That he, he seems that he fucking did this shit. Yeah, I mean, I get it. But, oh. then again, it, it still, in a roundabout way, came back to front of everybody. Because yeah. I feel like, uh, oh, oh, just like OJ got off, so did, so did George and Yeah. They had to write. Situations like that, it's like it's kind of like with Diddy. Like, bro, you we know shit's gonna fucking fall. Like, we know this shit, how this shit's gonna fucking end. Yeah, 
But we're just waiting for the other other <coughs> shoe to drop. And I still feel like uh, you can achieve anything you need to without a, without any interruption. Yeah. I just don't feel like, but it's, I, a, like it's a lazy way of meeting all to go. It's or it's kind of like this on an international level. You know that there's shitty people in Africa that control these countries. But yeah. you need to fucking play ball so you can get aid to these people. Like, you know that you this is a guy who's in power, but he's going to make it hard as fucking nails in order to get food and supplies to these sick kids in this village. But if you don't play ball, they're going to die. And he, he knows, and you know that he does not give a fuck if they die. But is it always necessary to meet corruption with more corruption? I think you got to do that with, like, power. Like, you have to meet strength with strength. Because at some point, it's like, all right, cool. This guy's not going to play ball. Put a bullet in his fucking head. Because we need for these people to be able to eat. I don't know, man. I just feel like there's a better way. Yeah. I'm always feeling like there's a better way. I feel like this is a very roundabout way. But I think a better way, but I think like a better way in expediency don't always match up. Sometimes you well, gotta get shit done. Why I, we well, depends on the situation. It's kind of like, look, it's kind of like with the uh, uh, Bill Cosby situation. Like, you have a certain amount of time before the statute of limitation runs up. So you kind of got to do something. And I'm not saying like, or like the Night Stalker. Like, say this nigga got off on a technicality because they didn't read this nigga his Miranda rights. So now he's he's scot-free. And if you, and if, and then he, you got to let him go in three days. So you need to expedite something to have this nigga or he'll be out on the streets and then he's in the wind. Still feel like there's a better way. It's just it's always a better way. But it might not always be a quicker way. And time is a lot of things, time a lot of times time is of the essence. Implement system and strategy, maybe you'll you'll get around that. This is where critical thinking comes into play and is highly uh underrated. For for me at least. The corruption is akin to lazy mindedness. Well, true. You're just, you're just a lazy thinker if you have to be corrupt. You know what I mean? And your own, and if, if, if you're a selfish thinker, if you really feel like you have to achieve something through corruption. And to, to be perfectly honest, the only entity who's ever really done such in the history of humanity are the people from the caucus now. Yeah. Seriously. No other I'm way to benefit from it, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, no other country, even think of whatever culture you want to think of, whatever race you want to think of. Spaniard, Asian, you know, whomever. They never really had to achieve what they needed, or they really started out originally. Um, just working like they, they were grinding their behinds off 
And then and here we are. It wasn't really, it never really was ever necessary to be a certain way. But they chose to. Because again, because yes, corruption came with experience. I need to, I want to hurry up and take over this land. That I don't even need to, you know, I have no right to do it. But if we want it, we gotta take it, we gotta take it now. We're gonna yeah. blitzkrieg them with some nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they were so corrupt. Like Christopher Columbus Day. We yeah. leave the American portion out of it. And these things are so corrupt or, or, or just so down bad as far as decency goes. They couldn't even form a decent way to cleanse themselves. Couldn't even form a decent way to stay hygienically fit. Couldn't even form decent ways to, like, I was just reading somewhere in a lot of like, like the castles and, you know, like, you know Queen Elizabeth times and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Plumbing was so crazy in those places that you had to frequently, the frequently used uh, bathrooms at the time would leak down onto the other level. Imagine you already sitting in a ball. You know what I'm saying? You're already sitting at a the Queen's Grand Dinner where she her she's 20 days removed from her once a month bath. That she just sprayed all this perfume all over herself. Everybody's bumping, and then you look over at the wall, and it's feces just dripping down. And you know, and you bro, that's just, gotta be crazy to still fucking that. Like, yo, that's you niggas were dedicated to pussy. Think about that, man. Like, think about, think about that. Whereas other cultures had figured out and understood yeah, wash our ass better. You know, they called in Africa. The, and the Native Americans had cultivated and understood the, the importance of good hygiene and just good hygiene practice. Hey, this is only where we go do our business. And we gotta walk, we gotta walk down to this creek at least once a week and and and, 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 and don't wash that. You, you see what I'm saying? Not once a month. And and we're not just using whatever we see fit. Like they had their own version of like a washcloth and soap back then. You know what I mean? And and this is stuff that we had to teach the, the white folks to come over. And they wonder why the average life expectancy for someone back then was what, like 21, 22? You're dealing with malaria and all these diseases and such because you don't know how to stay clean and keep your environment clean. And you got the nerve to want to bogart. Well, I think that's mostly like because Italy knew. They're like, yo, we need to not do this. Like, (laughs) but the French didn't at all. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's that's why they kept getting fucking conquered. They they, they had no food. Or at least they didn't show any any gumptions to figure it out. But they were regal, so you had to respect them to a certain extent. Yeah. But, I think crazy. too, like their idea of like keeping the bloodline pure or something too. Like a lot of motherfuckers is incestuous, so they're they're not too keen on thinking, bro. No. But when is out here banging cousins? But I think 
like obviously like yes, it's it's very easy to say corruption is bad, but it's like would you okay, let me ask you this. Can you name me where corruption gang get we got more corruption than it hurt us? What is say that again? As far as corruption goes, name me an instance where it was just like solely beneficial. Uh, when was I, it like? No, go ahead. I can't think of any because I think it's one of those things where again you're making sure that you're checking to see you don't know where the sausage is made. But I think, yeah, because obviously we only hear about corruption when it's bad. Exactly. But hey, that's crazy. Do you ever is that is that by design? Or is you know or is just that by is that just what it is? <laughs> is it ever gonna be an instance where you can say, All right, man, glad we were corrupt because I'd be doggone if we what, man, we'd probably be behind the eight ball right now. I can't think of an instance. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that's well, yeah, true. but I think it, but it's it's one of those things where we don't know. Like, we see the glaring instances where corruption's bad, i.e., going into Iraq mm-hmm. off of faulty information, or like the what America was doing in Central America, shit, what America's been doing in Central America, and it's it's one of those situations where it's just like. Yeah, man. I don't know. Like for and for us, it's like it's different what we would consider bad and what other people consider good because I'm always going to be for the people. I think you and I both feel that way. Like we're always going to be for the people and like in the betterment of all. And I say, but when I say like Oregon is one of the most free state is if not the freest state in the nation because everybody has access. More people have access <coughs> to the freedoms. Well, yeah, I can see what you say that. Like, every, people have access to abortion, uh, have um, better access to abortion, better access to healthcare, better access, like, the drugs are decriminalized. I think that is a big deal. And that, to me, makes it a free state. Uh, do you think Colorado is right there with it? I think I think it is, but the but but Lauren Boebert, yeesh, yeesh, <laughs> yeesh, like that's your people. I like she's horrible as a human being. Like bro, she failed the GED. <laughs> I don't think that matters as long as certain results get produced. And people care more about results than what's in the background. True, but she's trying to make herself seem that she's better than like Jill Biden, who was a fucking accomplished doctor. Like she's calling Obama dumb. Like, bitch, are you calling if I'm Obama, like I know this bitch ain't call me dumb. Like, you couldn't mow the lawn at the colleges that I got accepted to. Like, are you serious right now, man? They be dead. I'm telling you, dead real. Dead real. Like, that's the thing. See, and that's what that goes back into what I was saying earlier. I don't even think that 
a lot of these politicians, especially Republicans, actually believe the stuff that they say. I think they understand the results that will be produced from the rhetoric that they spew. But I don't think they really wholeheartedly sit but you have to have a certain air of evil and just complete ain't shittiness about you to sit yeah. back and believe America's never been racist. Or to sit back and say out of your own mouth. She's appeasing that those people. You, you see what I'm saying? Like this, like this is where I get stuck at. Because there's no way you can sit here and tell me you believe that. Yeah, because her name is not people, Nikki. Yeah, but <laughs> like, what the whole? They say black people can't build and sustain our own infrastructure or um, culture, if you will. Like, we can't build and sustain nothing. Well, there's been plenty of examples of it. Like, but you can't see one side and completely ignore the other side that comes and comes right with it. You can't sit there and say that and then completely ignore the fact that they bomb Black Wall Street. You can't because it goes hand in hand. That's a part of the story. That's just like saying, oh, yeah, man, I love the Avengers. But who's Thanos? Like yeah. just, you can't, you you really can't do that because you, are you saying are you sure you're talking about the same thing that everyone else is talking about? You know what I mean? Like you can't sit back and that, that, that's just crazy to me to completely omit and disregard a key piece of what you're speaking on as if it never existed. Crazy to me. I think it's one of those situations. As to where you there, they know that they have to play the game, and this is the only way they know how to fucking play the game. And it doesn't help because you're being disingenuous, and eventually people will fucking see through it. But on a national level, especially because of how politics is, bro, people just want to be on the same team. Super diabolical behavior, bro. It's super About to be at the two hour mark. Look, Man. everybody, uh, go get or go stream Wolves of World War Three by me, Cast 13. Um, it's on all streaming platforms on Friday at midnight. Uh, thank you, Mike, again for helping me with this. Uh, you be easy, famo. No doubt. Till next time.
Nigga, did you steal from me? Watch out, madam. You try to steal my bread. What? I didn't know you had bread. <laughs> Something like that. Thought she was watching something. It went off. You weren't watching that, nigga. Telling me for. Yeah, boy, I'm about to turn that light on. Yeah, Buster. Buster. I thought I didn't know you stood up there. That duster buster. This town ain't big enough for the two of us. Are these hats cast? The baby choker.
Делаю вам. Leave it alone.
Close that door, James.
it. Wish I had four midgets to massage my legs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 